the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Republicans slam the president. Our country was facing numerous crises when we all left here for the August district work period, and now it's only gotten worse. The U.S. president pushing COVID vaccinations worldwide. For every one shot we've administered to date in America, we have now committed to do three shots to the rest of the world. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Thursday, September 23rd. I'm Rich Thomason. We asked and you responded. Just a few weeks ago, one of America's leading nonprofit law firms, First Liberty Institute, asked patriots like you to sign their letter to help stop President Biden's radical scheme to pack the U.S. Supreme Court. Since then, a quarter of a million people have signed on, with tens of thousands joining their coalition every day. Franklin Graham, former U.S. Attorney General Ed Meese, Dr. James Dobson, the Family Policy Alliance, the Heritage Foundation, they're all on board. But we only have until September 29th to include your name before this goes to the Biden Commission. Look, if we don't stop the radical left from installing four more justices so they can rig the system in their favor, it will end the rule of law as we know it in America. Please sign your name now. Go to Supreme Coup, that's C-O-U-P dot com, to sign First Liberty's letter. That's SupremeCoup.com. God bless America. The Biden approval rating continues to plunge. Gallup has him underwater by 10 points now, the first time he's been there. The big drop is among independent voters who have approval for the president at just 37 percent. Democrats are nearly unchanged. Biden's net approval rating among unvaccinated African-American voters has plummeted 17 points since before the rollout of the federal vaccine mandates. It's not all bad news. Daybreak Insider's Greg Clugston says the president has mended fences with France. After talking by phone with President Biden, French President Macron said he will send the French ambassador back to Washington next week. France had recalled the ambassador, expressing its unhappiness with a new security deal the U.S. announced with Britain and Australia. France said it was blindsided by the announcement and the loss of a multi-billion dollar submarine deal. Meanwhile, the president, trying to salvage his economic agenda among a divided Democrat party, says Daybreak Insider's Greg Clugston. With key votes coming up on his economic agenda, the president is trying to unite a divided caucus. The president's legislative priorities are at risk because of sharp disagreements among Democratic lawmakers. Liberals say they won't support a $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure deal unless it's coupled with a $3.5 trillion tax and spend package. But moderate Democrats say that price tag is too high. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says the president wants to gauge where lawmakers stand on the bills and see if he can help forge 
consensus. He sees his role as uniting and as working to bring together people over common agreement on where and on a path forward. And that's his objective. So yes, these meetings are important. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says Democrats are wrong in blaming Republicans for resisting an increase in the debt ceiling. The facts are indisputable. This is a totally democratic government. They have an obligation to raise the debt ceiling, and they will do it. Wyoming Republican Senator John Barrasso says Democratic spending is out of control. The Democrats want a blank check to just keep spending money to oblivion. There is a day of reckoning. It happens in your personal family. It happens in every business. It happens in government. In other economic news, the Federal Reserve is signaling that it may start raising its benchmark interest rate sometime next year. Such a move would be earlier than envisioned three months ago and a sign the Fed is concerned that strong inflation pressures may persist. For now, though, the central bank is keeping its benchmark interest rate at zero to a quarter percent and says it expects that target range will be appropriate. At the same time, the Fed says it will likely begin slowing the pace of its monthly bond purchases later this year if the economy keeps improving. The Fed cites progress on COVID-19 vaccinations and strong policy support as key factors in the economic recovery and strengthening job market. Ben Thomas, Washington. Fed Chair Jerome Powell says the central bank taking a fresh and comprehensive look at its rules surrounding its officials' financial holdings after recent trading disclosures of two regional bank presidents raised ethics questions. We need to make changes, and we're going to do that as a consequence of this. This will be a thoroughgoing and uh, uh, comprehensive review. We're going to gather all the facts um, and and look at ways to further tighten our rules and, uh, and standards. With the makeshift camp of migrants in Del Rio, Texas, along the banks of the Rio Grande, Haitian migrants feel increasingly trapped between U.S. efforts to process thousands camped across the river and Mexico's increased operations to move migrants away from the border. The government is releasing large numbers of Haitian migrants, either with a notice to appear in immigration court or a notice to report to an immigration office. In fact, thousands, according to one U.S. official, are being sent to other border cities in Arizona and Texas to be released. This is uh, in contrast to the public statements that the administration has made, including Homeland Secretary Mayorkas on Monday, saying that anyone who crosses illegally will be sent back home. That's correspondent Elliot Spagat. Attorney Wade McMullen with the Robert F. Kennedy Human Rights Organization says migrants being taken from Texas are being sorted for expulsion or release. When they've arrived, they're given a ticket, um, one of four colors, um, based on whether they're a single man, a single woman, a pregnant person, or uh, uh, a family traveling with minor children. North Miami Councilman Alix Desume, chair of the National Haitian American Elected Officials Network, says a lack of transparency in Del Rio is making U.S. officials look bad. They are not helping their own case by not letting us in to at least see or at least tell us the process. Um, but now it's a credibility issue because we, we don't know and, and we're hearing mixed messaging. 
Correspondent Spagat says the criteria is not known. The United States government has said very little about who is getting released and who is getting expelled back to Haiti. The two officials that I spoke with said that the single adults are the priority for the expulsion flights to Haiti. About two-thirds of the people in this camp uh, in Del Rio, Texas, are families. In the past, the priority has been to release pregnant women, LGBT, people with health issues, anyone who's deemed more vulnerable. And so that could be what happens with the Haitians here today. Social media confusion over the Biden policies toward Haitians lent to the sudden arrival of thousands of migrants in Del Rio, Texas this month. Nearly all the Haitian migrants have smartphones. They communicate largely on Facebook, WhatsApp, Telegram, even YouTube. They share information. Some of it's inaccurate, but they're just day by day sharing experiences of who got across, who didn't, and that's how they make their decisions. The Washington Examiner reports that more buses of Haitian migrants leaving the camp have been hijacked. The examiner says multiple buses during transport rides have seen drivers forced out of the bus in multiple incidents. All escapees were reportedly captured. Daybreak Insider's Bernie Bennett says the FDA authorizes the Pfizer COVID-19 booster shots for seniors and others at high risk. The Food and Drug Administration granted emergency use authorization for a third dose of Pfizer and BioNTech's COVID-19 vaccine to be given to these groups, those 65 and older, those at high risk of developing severe COVID, and those at risk of developing, quote, serious complications due to, quote, frequent institutional or occupational exposure, likely including frontline healthcare workers and prisoners. Scientists at the National Institutes of Health are also working to release data from trials in which they mix and match booster shots. The results are expected to be announced as early as this month. President Biden announcing the U.S. is doubling to 1 billion doses its purchase of Pfizer's COVID-19 shots to share with the rest of the world. This is another half billion doses that will all be shipped by this time next year. And it brings our total commitment to have donation of donated vaccines to over 1.1 billion vaccines to be donated. He's also embracing a goal of vaccinating 70% of the global population within the coming year. We've already shipped nearly 160 million doses to 100 countries. More than every other country has donated combined. America's donations of a half a billion Pfizer vaccines through COVAX that I've announced before the G7 summit in June have already begun to ship. The stepped-up U.S. commitment was the cornerstone of a global vaccination summit the president convened virtually Wednesday on the sidelines of the U.N. General Assembly. The president is pushing well-off nations to do more to get the coronavirus under control around the globe. We're not going to solve this crisis with half measures or middle-of-the-road ambitions. We need to go big, and we need to do our part. Governments, the private sector, civil society, leaders, philanthropists. This is an all-hands-on-deck crisis. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization says the number of new COVID cases is falling. Last week's drop marked the first substantial decline for more than two months, with falling COVID-19 cases in every world region. In its latest update on the pandemic released, WHO said there were major decreases in cases in two regions, a 22% fall in the Middle East and a 16% drop in Southeast Asia. The UN Health Agency said there were just under 60,000 deaths in the past week, a 7% decline. I'm Zeria Shakili. 
Daybreak Insider's Jeremy House says Facebook's semi-independent oversight board says it will review the company's X-check or cross-check system. The announcement follows an investigation by the Wall Street Journal into the use of an internal system that has exempted high-profile users from some or all of its rules. The board says it expects to have a briefing with Facebook on the matter and will, quote, be reporting what we hear from this as part of a report it'll publish in October. It may also make other recommendations, although Facebook is not bound to follow those. Apple and Google's cooperation with the Russian government's attempts to suppress an app opposed to the Kremlin, raising eyebrows around the world. The concerns center on whether big tech's pursuit of ever higher profits has trampled its commitment to protecting civil rights. The debate is being spurred by last week's abrupt removal of a voting app organizing opposition to Russian President Vladimir Putin. Both Apple and Google expunged the smart voting app from their respective app stores in Russia after being repeatedly warned that it was breaking that country's law. And finally this morning, Daybreak Insider's Mike Rossius says South Carolina's Confederate Monument Protection Law has been upheld. The South Carolina Supreme Court has upheld the legality of the state law that prevents moving a Confederate monument or changing the historical name of a street or building without the legislature's approval. But the justices struck down a requirement that two-thirds of the General Assembly must approve a move or name change. The ruling keeps the state's Heritage Act in place. The Heritage Act was passed in 2000 as part of a compromise to remove the Confederate flag from atop the South Carolina State House dome. The rebel flag was moved to a pole on the Capitol. Capitol lawn, but it was removed in 2015 after nine black church members were killed in a racist shooting at Emmanuel AME Church in Charleston. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. Join us again tomorrow. I'm Rich Thomason. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.